0: Hi guys, I'm Chris. I'm Ellie. We're Littles Routes Forest School, and this is
1: our fireside chat.
0: I don't know so, why I waved.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we should probably put a disclaimer in as well that, despite being called fireside chat, we're actually on Zoom, aren't we? Because of the
0: global yeah, platform. we are socially distanced.
1: a few miles okay so this is sort of our second episode isn't it yeah (laughs) possibly
0: (laughs) this is like pilot number five (laughs) at what stage will we stop saying it's a pilot and just go this is this is it (laughs) it's a safety net where like it's rubbish it's it's just a pilot it doesn't count
1: So we've decided to include a regular feature where we talk about things that have inspired us this week. And that way, if people are tuning in to us for some real inspiration and they don't find it from us, at least they might hear about some cool things and people to follow and find out more about. So, Chris, what's inspired you this week?
0: So the first person or people I wanted to give a shout out to really was uh, Nurture Network. We actually were on one of their podcasts, one of their episodes. And I really feel like from the infancy of Little Sprout starting, they've sort of nurtured the business and they, they mentored us, really, didn't they? So I want to give a big shout out to Ben Birchall from Little Green Frog Cafe, Charlotte Schutt at Bram Remarkable, and Clara Wilcox at Balance Collective. Together, that trio, they run a charity called Nurture Network. And they support local businesses in Litchfield and they do lots of fantastic things for families and the community. So I think I've got to give a big shout out to those guys because they were really believed in the vision and they sort of pushed me to go for it. So I think I'd have to start with them really to uh, kick things off.
1: For sure. They're great people to follow as well on Instagram. They always post about things that are happening in the local area, don't they? I've found out lots of cool things that have been going on through them.
0: And then. Well, my ones, I I think I've nicked them from you. So I don't know whether you want to do, do you want to do them? Because that really, they they were yours that I nicked.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think we both agree on that we should give a shout out to children of the forest who are a forest school based in Devon, but that we know through listening to their podcast, which is an actual forest school podcast. (laughs) it's the real deal (laughs) (laughs) they've certainly inspired me i know when i was training i looked for forest school podcast straight away and that was the actually the only one that came up which i found really surprising that more people weren't talking about it and perhaps is one of the reasons why we're doing this but they do a real deep dive on topics around forest school and child development and alternative forms of education they have loads of cool guests on there as well. Um, and <laughs> so if you don't follow them already and you're here because you're interested in Forest School, then you definitely need to give them a listen.
0: Yeah, check them out for sure. And then I think the 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 other name that we both had was, from this week, Richard Irvine. So we sort of had a retweet from Richard Irvine and a follow from him this week, which is really cool. We're definitely fangirling, weren't we? Do you want to explain a little bit <laughs> about <it>. that?
1: <laughs> yeah, I wanted to shout out to him because I'm really... I've, got his book called forest craft it's a child's guide to whistling in the woodland and tool work something that my kid really loves doing and it's a, a element of the forest school training that i was really looking forward to and really enjoyed so this is a book with it's aimed at children but it's really suitable for anyone it's really clearly shows you how to make a wide range of different things from green wood with just hand tools so you don't need a tool shed or anything it's got really good explanations and dif- for different carving techniques and whittling. So if you're interested, if you're a beginner or if you just want a bit more inspiration, really, I definitely recommend Forest Craft by Richard Irvine. And also, I was so excited because you posted I'd made a whisk out of the book. It shows you there's a tutorial to make a whisk from the top of an old Christmas tree. And I tried it last year and totally messed it up because I didn't read the instructions. I ended up with a <laughs> spider flower, <laughs> which was absolutely useless as a whisk. But this year, I read the instructions. I kept my Christmas tree. Made the whisk, and you posted about it on our little sprouts Instagram page, didn't you and Twitter, and yeah, yeah, he commented as well. So I felt like that was my moment of forest school fame. <laughs> We've made it. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see. Pack away you wellies. Mm. Have you got any more?
0: Uh, I think I have one more. Well, again, it's it's the same one as you had on your list. Was uh, Chris Wishart? um yeah. Just because I think um the sessions that I've attended the we use summit up nicely what's it called what the session like a skillshare
1: yeah it's not something that he advertises publicly it's just something that he does for, for people who've trained predominantly trained with him and it's forest school Share. he does it on his forest school site that he works at and we just go along on a saturday i think he does one every season in normal times and it's just a really good opportunity for to meet up with other forest school leaders. There's a real diverse group of people who do all different kinds of forest schools on a school base and are independent. And you can, it's like a bit of informal CPD because you can learn, you can capitalise on each other's skill sets mm. and find out he gets tools out. We do a bit of campfire cooking, but there's, it's quite relaxed. It's just like a bit of a forest school social really. But yeah, I trained with Chris Wishart at Urban Outdoor Learning and He's just a really good egg in the forest school world. (laughs) He really showed me how much nuance there is to forest school that, you know, as a forest school leader, that idea of of a big part of it is about stepping back, which is quite hard when you're trained as a teacher, because it's like the opposite of that, where you Mm. step back and you observe the child and from learning from him, I really noticed just how every single tiny little movement or thing he does has a, some learning in it or some teaching in it and yeah he's just fantastic and he's got some really great filthy jokes as well (laughs) (laughs) and that's what's inspired us this week so in this episode Chris we thought we'd talk about our business Little Sprouts and how it came to be
0: yeah so where do we start um it's interesting you always yeah good place I guess it was probably a long time coming, but maybe I wasn't aware of it. I didn't realize it. So I did my forest school training, I want to say maybe over five years ago now. Uh, And I loved the forest school training. I did it uh, in Canic Chase with my trainer called Paul. So yeah, I did my forest school training about seven years ago at my first primary school where I started as NQT. Absolutely loved it. I was lucky enough that the school uh, were really on board with it. And I did forest school sessions from reception all the way up to year six. But of course, I was in class teaching as well. I had my own year two class at the time. So it was limited. The the time was limited that I could spend on it. And I could see the amazing impact it was having on children, both outside the classroom and then inside the classroom, seeing how they were changing. So I thought, I wonder how we could do more of it, do more of it. That's all I wanted, just just to have more frequent sessions, longer sessions. And, and, and oddly enough, around the Litchfield area, there seemed to be a little bit of um, a gap in the market, so to speak. That sounds a bit clinical, really. I don't know how I phrase <laughs> it. There was, you know, there, there wasn't. Yeah, there There wasn't loads going on. Now I know there's different outdoor education and outdoor settings, but in terms of strictly forest school setting, there wasn't much out there. So
1: and you saw a gap in I the thought. market,
0: took it. Yeah, yeah, and I thought, well, I guess build it, and they will come. That's what Ben used to say. Ben Birch, a little, uh, little green frog, said, "Build it, and they will come." So I took a step out onto that imaginary bridge. Couldn't see, couldn't see the bridge, but I took a step out into the unknown, uh, and I'm really glad I did. Because fast forward, what two years, two and a half years, and now I've met you, and we're doing sessions frequently, and it's probably one of the best decisions I've ever made. I'm just absolutely loving it. So yeah, it started small, and we're still really in its. The company's in its infancy. But yeah, that's how Little Sprout sprouted up, so to speak. It was from a want of wanting more forest school sessions and more accessibility for children because the children were loving it in school time, but the parents were saying, you know, they want more of it and also would they would do it outside of school hours and there wasn't much outside of school hours for them to do. So yeah, that's where I thought little sprouts could fill that space really that was needed.
1: Brilliant. So it was something I had thought about before I met you, because we should probably say, shouldn't we, that we work in the same school together and have yeah. a couple of years. So when you came and joined the school that we work at, I knew that you've got this forest school thing, which I affectionately refer to as a side hustle. <laughs> um, <laughs> but obviously it is so much more than that. So, but I feel like we were a bit apprehensive to talk about it at school, weren't we, at first? Yeah, that's and, right, yeah. So I have done my forest school leader training with Chris Wishart at Urban Outdoor Learning about two years ago now. Prior to that, I hadn't sort of always kept one eye on forest school. I was aware of it. The school I worked in before had was really lucky to be on the same street as an amazing forest, Ruffwood, in Willanore. And we had a forest school leader and I watched her. She, she was the nursery teacher originally. She did her training and I just remember seeing like a light come on in her eyes. She was so passionate about it. And she actually ended up then being a full-time forest school teacher there. So we used to go on, to, on in sessions with the children. I had year five at the time. We did some sort of, it wasn't forest school really. It was cross-curricular writing, but with an outdoor inspiration. We did this unit of work about Robin Hood and campfire stories we had wanted posters she put wanted posters up in the forest for us and we went through and we found these wanted posters and then we did had lots of experiences in in the forest with the children to inspire them to write some campfire stories we then finished the unit with around the fire the children sharing their stories and even though it wasn't forest school it just really inspired something in me because I saw how they responded to it so much better than fully classroom based writing Mm -hmm. experiences and reluctant writers and and the boys and the children that struggled. Everybody just came up with these absolutely amazing stories and I think that was when I thought I want to learn more about Forest School and then when I moved schools and and our current head teacher came I kept, what's the word, hassling her (laughs) to send me on Forest School (laughs) training and then when the opportunity did come up, and I did the training I realised that I hadn't got a clue what forest school really was. <laughs> so my expectation, yeah, I really what I what I wanted from it, what I thought what I was going to get from it, was I was going to learn to do tool work, and I was going to learn to have to make fires, and it was going to be something that that would build the children's confidence. I was aware that it was something that had a big role in in children's self esteem, their independence, and empowering them. But it wasn't until that first week of the training course that I realised just how deep it is. And I really properly fell hard in love with it then, because I am a, yeah. bit of a geek <laughs> and I'm really just love everything to do with learning and educate well. I don't love everything to do with education I don't love saps but <laughs> I love learning okay. theory I'm fascinated by how children develop and when I realized that actually forest school was was actually a, a process, and that although it is important that it takes place in a, a wild setting, it's actually about not necessarily about the setting that it's about the the process that happens and all the different elements to that holistic development of the child so but from that week that I trained I've really Mm. just felt this real pull to do more and more so when we finally did talk about the fact that you you owned Little Sprouts and you were looking for somebody else to come on board it just felt like a proper fate moment didn't it
0: absolutely yeah the universe created the positive coincidence that's what I always say It (laughs) it it was perfect timing wasn't it Really.
1: Absolutely. And then the whole pandemic happened about a week after we talked about it.
0: <laughs> Now, was that a sign from the universe? I
1: don't know. <laughs> maybe one we chose to ignore. So yes, it was a bit of a funny start, actually. And in a way, it was a good thing, wasn't it? Because we had lots of time to talk and plan and figure out where our, which of our strengths complemented each other and which things we might need more support from outside yeah. on as well. So. I am grateful actually that it happened that way in the end.
0: Absolutely. Even though it was, it was a like bit
1: frustrating because we'd planned out where all the sessions we were going to do and we were going to have a real I was going to come and shadow you for a bit, wasn't I? And then get stuck in. And as it happened in the end, I think the first session I did was that. Chucked was it, you in. Yeah, that's it. It was that bit of time, wasn't it, when things started opening up again after the first lockdown. I remember yeah. kind of saying to you, Oh, shall I? So I just hang back? And then it just, it was impossible to hang back anyway. I just got stuck in and, and that was, that wasn't yeah. really.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, it was a natural, a natural winter, wasn't it? For the business where like we sort of cocooned and hibernated different ideas and planned different things. And now it feels like spring, both physically, literally, and metaphorically, like we're ready now to release all these sessions and ideas that we've been planning since, gosh, yeah, but... probably a what? Six, seven, eight months, probably longer now, it feels, that we've probably been planning for it. Yeah,
1: well, it's been been—it's yeah. been a year, probably almost to the day since
0: wow. I joined you. Yeah. Hasn't it?
1: It's just the start yeah. of the first that's there, So Yeah, that's yeah. blown, indeed. I've probably only done about <laughs> 10 sessions with you, <laughs> maybe a few more. <laughs>
0: hmm. So, yeah, looking forward then to the future. Should we tell others what sort of things we provide A Little Sprats? I mean, the list is quite long, actually. I started writing it down, and you think, we may wear many different hats, really. It's under the umbrella of Forest Schools. I think we've got quite a few different offerings for different people, haven't really?
1: Yeah, I think every time we have a, a kind of business strategy meeting, we end up talking about so much more than Forest School, don't we, as well? Because we've both got a common passion for well-being and family and education. And so we have got lots of ideas, haven't we, beyond Forest School?
0: Yes, yeah. So, I think the most popular one, the people that probably, if, if you do know Little Sprouts and you are a Little Sprouter. Um, if you're not just Chrissy's mum
1: listening because you have to. <laughs> woop, woop. Big up,
0: Sheena. <laughs> probably the play and stay sessions. That's how, that's the first sessions we ever offered. Was We do it every last Sunday of the month. And that's where uh, parents stay and the children and parents play. <laughs> we say two to 12 year olds, don't we? We really want it to be accessible to all. And, and to be fair, we, we we do get a really good mixture of, of ages, don't we? Yeah,
1: there probably most, is the majority of sort of five and under, aren't they? But we do get yes. some older ones. Usually there's siblings, aren't they, that come along? The older yeah, ones.
0: and we differentiate the activities for them. I think looking forward to the future, we have discussed, haven't we, perhaps a, a smaller play group and a large play group and maybe differentiating the ages in the
1: future, but... Yeah I think that's where my experience as a parent drives my kind of future Mm. plans for us is that because my kid is eight now remember when he was in the baby toddler stage there's just so much for that age group in terms of things that you can go to because obviously they're not they're not school age but also I read so many books there's so many different forums and so many resources Mm. out there for parents of young children and babies and then they get to this kind of middle age where they're not not teenagers and they're not toddlers anymore and things are really thin on the ground actually that's and fascinating care, yeah. yeah and I care just as much now about his developmental stage as I did then but I feel a bit more like I'm scratching around in the dark and so I've got a real love and also my experience as a teacher I really do love that key stage two sort of mm. seven to eleven year olds I just think they're great fun and a really good balance because they're still a bit cute (laughs) but they also are so complex and you can have some good really good conversations with them some good banter Mm. I just think it's a really fascinating age group and that there's probably not enough out there for them so one idea that we've talked about that we'd like to offer in future is an offering specifically for those older children sort of
0: like I know children of the forest and there are other forest school providers available <laughs> oh, the forest
1: schools are available
0: <laughs> yeah but we do fangirl on them they have a great little i think they call it like um little acorns and then they have mighty oaks so they've differentiated their sessions by age which is which is great that sort of leads quite well into our forest club our first ever yeah. forest club was in july august 2020 it was so popular, so popular. And I think this summer, Ellie, it's going to be crazy. I've already had literally tens of people <laughs> asking me <laughs> about it, um, which is a lot by my standards. But um,
1: it's for that's school, really isn't it? exciting.
0: Yeah, so yeah. whereas where the play and stay, the parents stay and get involved with the learning and the play, Forest Club is a little bit more wild. It's a holiday mm-hmm. club and the, the parents drop the children off uh, they leave them for the day, pretty much. And then they pick them up and the children are muddy uh, and excited. So should we talk a little bit about Forest Club, maybe?
1: Yeah. When I was said earlier about the best weeks of my work in life, that's yes. always just, it's just amazing, isn't it? So I think it was your idea originally, wasn't it, to, to try it. I was just blown away by the children's, how quickly we built a community and it had, felt like a real Ooh. community. Because... Normally when you do forest school, forest school, because obviously because it's a limited period of time, a holiday club, the Forest School Association wouldn't class it specifically as forest school. But I think that kind of goes for, for all of what we do at the moment, doesn't it? That we run Little Sprouts with a forest school ethos, but we don't necessarily meet all of the forest school associations, things that a forest school should be. Um, but that's not because we don't believe in them. It's just because of the situation we're in at the moment. And yeah. so, so it was a limited time. It wasn't a lot of sessions. It was over a, a short period during the summer. But we had, a, we, we got some older children, didn't we? We had a really good mix from about. I think the youngest was probably four. Yeah, to... I think we
0: we said five to 12, but we had a little four-year-old that snuck in, but he was a dude, so. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> There was a real sense of community that grew from spending yeah, that, little, that much yeah. time together. The children just blew me away there were so so many different things going on weren't there and we didn't really I think we did plan some some activities because when parents are paying we're very conscious aren't we that we feel that we want them to see something tangible for their money even though we know Mm. that the good the kind of juicy bit is all the stuff that happens inside that you don't necessarily see straight you don't walk out of the session brandishing your self-esteem but those, mm. yeah, so we try to do something that's physical that they can take home, and also I think for participants, uh, when you're when you're new to forest school, it is nice to have something to take home, isn't it? It can be a motivator. So yeah, so we did plan a few activities, but then we focused a lot as well on our free play offering, didn't we? And what kind of inspiration we could put out for the children. And I feel like I'm just rambling here. <laughs>
0: No, no, it's good. I haven't no, got direct Sorry, sure to a directional report
1: just other than just to say...
0: Forest Club is awesome and it's coming this summer. Uh,
1: yeah, there must be... I think there probably are more things for us to say about it, aren't there? What else did we
0: do? Yeah, it depends how deep... Yeah, in detail you want to go, like you want to go deep and discuss like those little gem moments that like you discussed where we saw uh, one child sharing something and helping another child that they'd met only at the start of the week. By the end of the week, like you said, there was a real community feel. And they'd learn communication, turn-taking, sharing, um, appreciation, gratitude, resilience, all these great things. Like you said, you can't see them. I'm doing air quotes. You can't see them as such.
1: I think because well, when you did I like
0: did think they learned a lot that week, yeah.
1: Absolutely. I think that's what blew me away was how quickly they seemed to gain a lot of things because I know from that Forest School has those effects over time. But it was actually really interesting to see when you condense it down and make it really intense and short that a lot of those benefits were still there. And we saw, for example, there were a couple of the younger girls that were really... One of them particularly was really shy to begin with. And then by the end of the week, she was volunteering to give things out around the fire circle. And when we did our final reflection, she spoke in front of the whole group and, and the parents, oh. we invited the parents to that reflection as well, didn't we? And that was one of those moments where. It yeah,
0: it's great. one of those, yeah, those special moments. It's a, it's a lot like being a teacher, and I guess, for a school practitioner and teachers. There's loads of links where it's like, you could argue you might never see the fruits of your labour and the like, it's that phrase where, you know, you're planting a tree for somebody else to sit under that shade. It's a little bit like that as forest school practitioners. We're hoping that all those great moments that we've facilitated, that they then go away now and then use them in their life. But You just don't know perhaps the impact that that moment had for that child. Yeah, and beyond, that for, beyond the
1: forest school sessions. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's something I'd love to do some more research into if I was able
0: to. Like long-term
1: yeah and how it yeah. affects, beyond, I mean there have been studies into it but a lot of them, even, even the long-term studies are out over a relatively short period of time really mm-hmm. and I'd really and I think it's probably quite hard to measure which is probably why there aren't millions of studies on it but what impact it has outside of the forest setting over time I think is really, I'm really fascinated by.
0: Mm. It's got to you think just anecdotally back to when I when I was at school or when you were at school I can remember those teachers and i remember those specific moments everyone's got a story of their favorite teacher or their favorite moment of school or they remember when they made this thing and how they felt when they shared to the group you know those moments do shape people and i do think they stay with them don't they
1: yeah for sure i'd like to think that those kids that came to our summer school yeah will have those future
0: well i think a lot of them want to come back which Italy. is
1: Oh, brilliant! Yeah. Are they? Are they the tens of <laughs> the tens of people? Yes, <laughs> yeah. brilliant. That would be really interesting as well, wouldn't it? To see the same kids a year yes. on, and especially after everything that they've been through this year with missing big chunks of school again and everything. Mm. Oh, fantastic! Well, very excited for summer school.
0: That's a good see. plug. <laughs> uh, I've got now on my list of, of future offerings, but there's one more thing I've got that we do sort of offer. We've done a few. I uh, put parties, just yep. something to mention that we do do forest school parties or theme parties for children, and that's always a popular one. It's interesting how it always has a slightly different feel to a set of forest school session.
1: I'm such so, so, yeah, a like, it's not really forest school, <laughs> it's forest No, it's, it's <laughs> a I'm forest I'm sorry, party. I'm so pedantic, I know. You
0: are correct, it's outdoor fun, but we still do all this. We do swings, we do cakes, we do campfire cooking, we do knot tying. Uh, it's just outdoor learning, isn't it? Yeah, really, it's like that a is taster. another thing that we offer, and I think that's that's uh, everyone who's attended that have been well, I'll Say everyone, all the two parties that we've thrown um, <laughs> before pre-COVID, there that was there was really positive feedback from that. And what was interesting was you may get people, parents and children who've never heard of forest schools or don't know what it looks like or anything like that, and they yeah, and it they sparks really their it. interest. Where yeah, whereas at a playing stay session, you probably get most of the little sprouters are sort of quite outdoorsy by nature yeah. anyway. Yeah, and a um, lot of them do
1: forest school in there as part of their school schools offer as well, yeah. don't they? So they do kind of know the ropes. Yeah, yes, yeah, so it's a good way to introduce it to the kids that might not perhaps be so outdoorsy or as a families.
0: Yeah, definitely. Like, well, I can't wait uh, to
1: do a party. We haven't, oh, we haven't been a to to together. Since yeah, I'm yeah. on board. Have we?
0: No, no blowing of the candles and all those rules.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fan them.
0: <laughs> we've actually got, we've had one party booked for, gosh, it must have been last January or something like that, last February. And I keep saying, do you want to, do you want to cancel it give you, she's like, no, no, we'll do it for the next year and the next year. So Aww. that's going to be a big party. I can't wait for that. But this <laughs> poor child and this mother have waited for a long, long time to have this Little Sprouts party. So Happy 21st! We'll make... <laughs> yeah,
1: we're
0: going to really have to pull out all the stops for that one because they've been very committed to it, bless them.
1: Oh, well, big up to them.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if we've perhaps discussed this explicitly, but we may have mentioned it briefly. Like,
1: Is this the bit of the podcast where you tell me what we're doing in the future? <laughs> Go for yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, basically, Elliot, what I was hoping was you are a bit of a yogi, it's been known.
1: <laughs> yeah I have I have a yoga teacher although not, yeah not currently
0: yeah so I've, no. I've, I've 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 seen different uh setups they offer like forest yoga or family yoga to I've also seen forest bathing I've never done it personally
1: oh well, yeah, not it's that got, I know
0: of it's a yeah, Japanese concept you do it all
1: the time Chris we do it like every Sunday morning
0: <laughs> yes that's all I thought. I, when I was reading, like, the little, like, Wikipedia section about it, I was like, I'm sure I've, I've you know, felt like that and experienced that, but never,
1: I need to never find gone the... into
0: the forest. Yeah, and called it I need to find the bathing. name
1: for it. Nah, cause Go it's, got a, it's a Japanese concept, isn't it? I saw something um, about it yesterday.
0: So I wonder, that would be cool to do some sort of, like, forest bathing, forest yoga for children and for families. That'd be, I think that could be really popular.
1: Yeah, we've been talking a lot, haven't we? not just as Little Sprouts, but just as, as human beings, about the kind of state of of things at the moment after mm. what we've been through with, with lockdowns. And we're both really interested, aren't we, in just general well-being and the well-being of families, holistically, I suppose, if you like. I use that word a lot. And so yeah. definitely something we're interested in in future is what we can do to contribute to that, to families' well-being. And I certainly do think yoga is a really valuable tool for people's well being. And I do incorporate yoga. I think because I've always practiced it long before I taught it, I was I've practiced it my whole adult life. And unknowingly before that even I incorporate it in a lot of what I do anyway, I think as a teacher and as a forest school practitioner. Mm. I bring elements of that yoga. Because it is more than just stretching. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's maybe another podcast. Yeah. Yeah,
0: you can go into that. But yeah. I think that's great though, that I feel like for little sprouts, that's our that's sort of our steering wheel. Is what's needed. It's not like what do we want? What can we do? It's like what's needed. Let's go there. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's pretty much how it, that's how it came about. Was more forest school sessions are needed. Okay, how can I do that? And then Little Sprouts created. And Now we're thinking, right? What can we do? to Contribute to help out. And it's it's that's our beacon, isn't it? It's not like do you know what I'm trying to say? It's not like we're just flitting from this to that to this to that whatever seems to be in fashion at the minute or whatever we think could be profitable I think our steering wheel is as a company is what can we do to help and contribute to the yeah definitely
1: we're rubbish at the profit bit (laughs) yeah
0: yeah yeah. if anyone's got any tips that'd be great
1: (laughs) Shinrin Yoku is the Japanese name for forest bathing it apparently emerged in Japan in the 1980s as a physiological and psychological exercise, forest bathing or taking in the forest atmosphere. I've probably just butchered the Japanese language there completely. Sorry. If any Japanese
0: So, Sorry, just laughing at the fact that this podcast is going international and it's second ever pilot. <laughs>
1: hey, I thought this was pilot number five.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry.
1: <laughs> so, We've had a laugh
0: if nothing else.
1: <laughs> I oh know, we've entertained your mum.
0: That's it. If your mum doesn't listen now, I'm going
1: to be really disappointed.
0: <laughs> I know signposted to this one, yeah, that <laughs> <laughs> Okay.
1: Thank you so much for listening today. We'd love to hear anything you have to say about the topics we've discussed. You can find us at Little Sprouts Forest School on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, or email us on Little Sprouts Forest School at gmail.com. See you next time.